not now Tell me when If not now Tell me when That's nice We may never see this moment Or place and time again If not now If not now Tell me when Welcome to Just Married. Stories of Love and Citizenship in the Decade of Marriage Equality. I'm Jennifer Bass. Judy Epp was just out of high school when she settled down with her first girlfriend, Phyllis. It was the late 1960s in Indianapolis, Indiana. Phyllis was 10 years older than Judy and had two children. They led a secret life, even secret from the children they were raising. We were so fearful that if we talked openly to them and they talked to somebody else and then here comes somebody to snatch the children away. It was a very, very real fear at the time. And we all could have lost our jobs. Phyllis died when Judy was just 26. The children were 18 and the family dissolved. In steps Beverly. And Beverly and I had already known each other. In fact, we had run in the same circles, the four of us, she and her girlfriend and and me and my Um, partner, wife at the time, ran around together. Beverly and her girlfriend broke up, and so it was just kind of a natural progression we got together. Judy and Bev made a life for themselves, eventually retiring and moving to their lake cottage in Spencer, Indiana. They traveled, raised a handful of dogs, and kept a low profile in their small-town community. But then everything changed, at least for Judy. We were in the living room watching TV, and there was a report about Hawaii, and um, the organization or the people or whoever had asked to get married, and they were denied. And um, I remember distinctly looking at Beverly and saying, you know, I never thought we would get married. I never would have been the one to ask, could we get married? But now that somebody asked and they were denied, it's really pissing me off. (laughs) We're going to have to get married. So, and I'm going to have to work to make this a reality. And so she's like, okay, fine. I chose Canada because at the time there were a few states where you could get married, but not many. And some of them had restrictions like you get your license one day and you wait two days and you get married and so on. And I had a a theory, a feeling, which didn't turn out to be the case, but I thought maybe if we get married in another country, would we, we would be accepted quicker than if we got married in one state. Canada, interestingly enough, we went to Niagara Falls, and you can get married the same day you get your license, but if you want to get divorced, you have to live there for a year. I thought, okay, this is good. (laughs) We're good with this because we got married to celebrate our 30-year anniversary. So, yeah, we don't have to live in Canada. In January, they celebrated their wedding at the Unitarian Church, surrounded by their kin and their chosen Spencer Pride family. Judy wore a red strapless dress. Bev wore black jeans, a black wool jacket, a white shirt, red vest, and black cowboy boots. They vowed to love and care for each other, as they had for 30 years, till death do us part. At the time of the ceremony, when, when you're pronounced legal, 
there's just something about that and it's really hard to describe but you can be anywhere in the world and tell people you're married and everybody knows what that means you're married you're married everywhere all over the world I, I remember when I first started years ago digressing a little bit I started with a new nail technician and we were having conversation and I said something about my partner before we were married of course and she asked me what business we were in so therein lies the problem <laughs> well the business of love actually but um she was a little embarrassed because that is what I said um but but I don't have to I didn't have to say that after we got married after the wedding, Judy dove into political work around marriage equality and helping to develop the Spencer Pride organization. Beverly stayed out of the fray. She was not a joiner. She was not an activist. She was a stay-at-home with the animals. Ten years after she and Judy were married, Beverly died in their home in Spencer. Judy was heartbroken as she said, No one will ever love me like that again. But wait, that's not the end of the story. Life deals you things, and you have to make do with what happens and go forward. Enter Lucy, a wave of fresh northern wind blowing down through Canada. Her partner Susan died just three months after Beverly, and she, like Judy, sought comfort and support through a gay widow's website. They were part of an online community helping each other deal with grief and loss like only those who are going through it can do. She had posted something on the list, uh, the, the widower's list, and I thought, oh, she's really hurting. Yeah. It came through, and I hit the, the thing to, to call her, and she answered. And I said, how you doing? And I, I read the post, are you, are you doing all right? No. And... and she said, I don't know. I said, we've got to talk about it. She goes, mm, she's not really wanting, I don't feel like really talking. And she talked for like two hours. <laughs> we did wind up talking, 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 talking. I let her unload. So we talked off and on. And I was on the road. The condo was sold. Went on the road into the States. My journey. My own trail of tears. So Lucy was going back to Canada. Yes. And on her way, she said, I'd like to come through Indiana and have dinner and and meet in person. And I said, okay, that's fine. So she came through Indiana. We met up in at a truck stop in Indy and then went to a restaurant and had dinner and was just a friendly meeting. And yeah. that was in May. 23rd. The memory is incredible. So then in October, Spencer Pride went to a um, conference in um, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And my geography skills are nil. And so I knew Lucy was in Canada somewhere. <laughs> so and she I said, said, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods. And I said, you're going to be in New Brunswick? She said, no, but. Saskatchewan, I said, that's like 1,800 miles from here. So by the time she came there, we kind of knew something was going to happen. Yes. <laughs> I'm a goner. If this goes good, I am so gone. Oh, my God. 
I was thinking no such thing. <laughs> it's like, keep over there. I said repeatedly after Beverly died, I couldn't imagine ever being with anybody else 40 years. So this just kind of happened, which is the best way anyway. And I wasn't looking either. Lucy was a goner, and Judy was open to letting her into her life. When we first started moving from friends to this might be turning into something, she said, you know, if this is going to work, we have to talk about everything. <laughs> yes. Crap. <laughs> so we proceeded to talk about everything. So I heard all these stories of her young life. and, and Which she, I, I asked if it was all right or if right. it bothered her. She said, no, 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 no. Go ahead. So. I loved hearing the stories about her childhood and her young adulthood, for one thing, because it was so joyful. She had such a good childhood and a happy family and, and such a good time as a young lesbian. And so I was almost kind of vicariously reliving my childhood through her. Her first visit to Spencer meant the Inquisition a test of Lucy's intentions and worthiness among Judy's chosen family in Spencer. She sailed through it. On Christmas Day, they announced their engagement from a condo in Key West. The wedding's in March in Spencer. So Lucy will wear a button with Beverly's picture on it, and I'll wear a button with Susan's picture on it, which was her late wife. So when I'm looking at Lucy, I'll be looking at Beverly, and she'll be looking at Susan when she's looking at me. Because to us, they are part of this relationship. I had 40 years with Beverly. She had 17 with Susan. There's not much we can talk about in our past that doesn't include them. So they're part of our relationship. And actually, we met on a widow's Facebook page, a gay widow's Facebook page. So we wouldn't even know each other if it hadn't been for them. Judy just... She, she is actually my twin flame. Susan was my life soulmate, but Judy is my twin flame, and there's a difference. I, I'm sure I remember telling you and seeing it, nobody will ever love me like that again. And that's not true, because Lucy does love me like that. for Just Married comes from the Indiana University's Department of Gender Studies, the Office for Vice President for Research New Frontiers Program, and the IU Bloomington Arts and Humanities Council. WFHB's Blooming Out is our podcast host. Thanks to Tarek Warner, IU Radio Innovations class, Carrie Newcomer, and to the Blue Note Sessions. Listen to Just Married podcasts on wfhb.org slash just-married or find us on Facebook at Marriage Equality Heartland.